Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Let's go down to Canterbury and talk to Kenny. Is he still there or is he gone? Kenny's gone. We go to Mikey in Christchurch as well. G'day, Mikey. Oh, morning, Steffi. Or afternoon, sorry. How are you? Good, good. Good, good. Um, I lived in the uh, UK with my wife for about six years um, back in the early 2000s. And um, it was probably around about peak Beckham. And... Uh, they they had an amazing victory over Germany. I think it was five one or six one or something um, prior to the World Cup. And then when the World Cup had it was big fever time. And they played a really really good brand of football. And uh, and I think just at the time you kind of got caught up in it. And uh, so I've always been a fan ever since. The only thing was I think they got knocked out in a or was it group play or a quarter or something against Brazil two um, one. And they just for some reason, all the games leading up to it, they were, they were quite amazing, and then they just sat in their heels for the whole game. The only guy running around like a like a, like an epic person was actually Beckham. <laughs> he played his socks off that game, but he wasn't supported by any of his team at the time. So, uh, yeah, and I guess because we don't really play football against them, so there's nothing to hate, is there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not in the same ballpark when it comes to ability-wise, I know. Certainly not in the same ballpark at all. Um, actually, actually, to be fair, I also um, fell in love with the English cricket team over there because they had that epic Ashes game um, in the early 2000s as well, and they had the wood on uh, Australia. Who you know, who likes the Australian cricket team? So uh, yeah, sort of, sort of got a, I got a real soft spot for England. So it's a wonderful place. Uh, mm. London's just amazing. So uh, yeah, I, I, I don't watch too much football, but I certainly do, um, and will always always support England. Fair enough. You've lived there. I get it. I get it. Good Thanks, man, mate. Mikey. Cheers, buddy. Have a great day. Kenny's got back on another Cantab. G'day, Kenny. G'day, Steph. How are you? Good, Kenny. Good, good. I, I think you had a really good point in your last caller, like, especially coming from a city like Christchurch where all the architecture is actually really similar to back in England. Um, you, when you go visiting, it, it feels at home. You feel at home. Mm. So that's, that's one thing, I think. Um, but also... <laughs> I think especially with the year kind of the All Blacks have had this year, we can kind of relate to the English team on a certain level. With um, <laughs> we've, we've lost quite a lot, it would be fair to say, as the All Blacks this year and um, lost some games where we probably should have won. And I think you could say the same thing about the English football team in the last couple of World Cups. Yeah, that's a fair comment. That, that is a fair comment. And just what you're talking about, the architecture and stuff, I remember many years ago I used to do a podcast called The Rugby Roundtable and we always used to call Christchurch Little England. So there you go, I agree yeah, with exactly. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Um, I've got a bit of a Christmas uh, wish list for next year as well, though, Steph. Excellent. Um, three, Probably three things on my Christmas wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one would be um, Razor, and I said. Yes. Uh, the second would be another maybe five or 10,000 seats in the Christchurch 
stadium, new one. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the third one, would, I've been trying to think of something for <clears throat> just a bit of an obscure sport, or not so much an obscure sport, but one that doesn't really get a lot of kind of traction or, or coverage in the country. And I wanted to ask your opinion on, on your top three. My top three for my Christmas wish list. Yeah, it's specific to something that like doesn't get a lot of the headlines in New Zealand. Okay. Gosh, you've put me on the spot there. <laughs> something that doesn't get the headlines. Um, well, you can even guess what mine would be. Uh, yours will be, gosh, can I guess what yours will be? I can't guess what yours will be. Tell me. No, that's all right. I'd actually love to see uh, a a few of the Totara games down in Christchurch. Nice. I just don't know where they would do it. Have you got a baseball diamond down there? Well, the thing is, if we made the the new multi-use arena a circle rather than rectangle, so it was actually a multi-use stadium, which is what they're calling it, um, then it would, you know... I know it's got a roof on it, but it would fit a baseball thing, I'd assume. Oh, Sky Stadium in Wellington's a circle, and that gets heaps of grief because it's not a rectangle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't live in Wellington, so I can't. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, no, it's not that I don't care, though, but I just like a bit more um, sort of different sports happening in Christchurch. Yeah. It, could, it could be at Higley Oval. It could be at Higley Oval. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, good, good to hear you, Tuatara fan. Oh, fantastic. I was going to go yesterday, but right. it was rained out. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're a bunch of legends. They sure are. Thanks, Kenny. Good chatting. Cheers, Thanks, Jeff. Cheers buddy. Uh, Tutakaka, land of the marlin. Michael, g'day. Happy, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Michael. I've caught a few this season already too, mate. Just course you have. Water up here. course yeah, you have. Of course you have. Hey, I think, I think why we resonate with uh, England, with the footballers, it's probably a heritage thing that, you know, back in the day, um, most New Zealanders have probably got Irish, English, Scottish heritage. Um, before the advent of, of, of satellite TV, we probably only ever heard about the, um, the English Premier League and the FA Cup and all that sort of thing. Mm. It's probably... We've got more interested in European football, and since you know satellite TV came along, and, and um, you know, I think we we have a we still have a this country probably still has quite a deep affinity with England, um, and I think that's probably why we support them. I mean, we'd probably so, you know, if you looked at a game of cricket, most people are probably back the palms over the Aussies in a Nations Test. You know what I mean? So I I, I think it's a deep seated. You know, like the guys from Christchurch were saying, you know, Christchurch is a little bit like Little England. You know, so I think that's where it stems from. And we're not a great football nation ourselves, so we're probably going to gravitate to someone that is. You know, mm. I I feel like like I'm probably a little bit that I do gravitate towards England because in my days that's all we saw was Premier League. <laughs> Um, That's but, right. But in current times, you can you can go to some Premier League sides, and these bigger all Englishmen in those sides, and it's all these other internationals playing, and they go and play for their nations at the World Cup, and it dilutes it a bit for me. But hasn't that isn't that just uh, a symptom of the way global sport changed has changed full stop? I mean, Absolutely look at is. all the New Zealand. 
you know, look at all the New Zealanders playing rugby in Europe now. And if you if you took them out, you'd probably you'd probably need to find half the number of players again. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's just a symptom of what of what global sports become, and it probably makes you know what I found fascinating watching the England um, England uh, French game yesterday is is Kane and the and the French goalkeeper are best of mates and play for the same club and and you know know each other like two brothers. Mm. Yeah. So. It's um, but so uh, who's going to win it, mate? Who's going to win what? The World Cup football. Well, I've drawn Argentina in the sweep. I've I've never won a sweepstake in my life, and I've been in thousands, and I've drawn Argentina. So me and Lionel, we are going to get it done. You reckon? Well, I hope so. I reckon it'll be a Croatian Moroccan final. And I wouldn't like to pick that, but you'd have to go for the Moroccans just because that'd be the fairy fairy tale sports story of the year. Oh, absolutely, it would. Oh, and I think that um, everyone's fact, I, everyone's cheering for them if their team's been eliminated. I think people are cheering for Morocco. Oh, and it's great that it's gone to another continent. You know, I was, I was saying to Ricardo this morning that the sad part about it is potentially you're not going to have. You know, next time they're talking about having three teams in each pool and the bottom one goes out where this one where you haven't really known right up until the last minute who, who, which two teams were going to go through because this was dependent on that and that was dependent on this and it, it made it for a really exciting tournament but if you look at Morocco, I can't remember where they came in their pool but they, they may have got knocked out um, under the potential new format so Put on them, you know. There's a really interesting article in the Hill about them this morning. They sacked the coach three months ago and started the game. <laughs> that's because he because he wouldn't pick the best player. Yeah, the old coach. So they put a new one in, and yeah, here and lies the answer. Maybe Fozzie should look over his shoulder. Yeah, I reckon, mate. Anyway, good you, on you, you and Sam and the boys have a good Christmas, mate. I've really enjoyed your show this year. You guys are at the top of your game. Have a good one, and uh, we'll be listening out in the new year and come up for that fish, mate. We're all ready to go. Good man, Michael. I appreciate the kind words. Good to having listening, uh, listeners like you and you call in from time to time. I really appreciate it. Go well, bud. See you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've got a parapara umu and talk to Zane. G'day, Zane. G'day, Staffy. Happy little Merry Christmas. Almost that time. It is getting close. Uh, it is. I keep saying Happy New Year, but we're still a bit away from that. Um, <laughs> not a huge football fan, um, but do find myself wanting the Poms to win. And my feeling about it is it's one sport that we don't really compete with them in. You know, even if the All Whites came up against them, we wouldn't generally expect us to win more than we lost. So in other sports like cricket or rugby, it's something we generally see them as rivals. So, you know, there's that hatred there. But similar with Aussie, mate, I was quite stoked to see how well they did in the... um, in the football as well. So when you're not directly competing against them so much, I think you can tend to appreciate them a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, fair. And um, maybe it's also the pain. You know, as a Warriors fan, I can empathise with English football fans, I guess. <laughs> the empathy's coming out after our rugby year, isn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, mate, that's my take on it. You guys, if I don't have a chance to give you another call, have a great um, Christmas and New Year and look forward to talking to you again next year. Brilliant, Zane. Thanks so much for calling, as you often do. Always enjoy chatting to you, buddy. Zane from Paraparaumu. One more before the break. Zade, the life member. G'day, Zade. Good afternoon, Steph. Hey, mate. Uh, I just want to say something before I get into my um, Monday sports wrap. Yep. 
Um, thanks to uh, you having for me on the show. I'm in the studio a few times this year. Oh, good. Um, and uh, re- reviewing and previewing the UFC. And um, yeah, um, you, uh, Ker- you, uh, Karen and Sam. Hopefully, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, always uh, love the show. Tune in pretty much every day for the whole four hours. Um, you always um, and always good to have uh, Jeremy Paul on every Friday. Good day, but uh, bro, you always uh, remember him. Uh, TJ, TJ's an always good uh, Thursday interview. Molly Sparks, pretty good regular on the show as well. Um, but I want to get onto the UFC. You know, it's my sport. It's it was a great card yesterday. A great card. Um, where do we start? Riley Roses Jr., 18 years old, comes out with a swagger on debut, gets a submission. Um, what about um, Iliad Saporiai? Absolutely hammered Bryce Mitchell. Um, and one of the one of the more better fights is um, uh, it's not big, not too big, but uh, South African fighter Drakus Duplass C. Um, he was unloading in the first round like he only had five minutes in the fight, sixty strikes to zero in the first round. Um, then the next round, Darren Till came up for a bit, but then Drakus Duplass C. Last round. Took the back, got the choke, and boom, Drake is Duplo C. Now ranked in the top 10 of the middleweight UFC fighter, and he's put um, South African MMA on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was an absolutely great fight. Um, and then even the uh, next fight, that Ponzinibbio didn't come out too well. Um, first, second round was a bit slow. And then third round, boom, he wakes up, <laughs> knocks him out. Um yeah, might be a bit dubious, but Paddy the Batty won. He did on decision. He did win on decision, um, but he didn't win on my cards. I I don't think Paddy won. But who knows? He reckons he won, but who doesn't know? But I want to talk what about about what the judges. This is a stuff up of the year. How did Madalev Ankalaev not win? How did he not win? I How don't did know. he not win? Yeah, there was another eleven minutes up. of ground control. Mm. I know. Eleven I, minutes. I can't even see, and I can tell you he's won. Yeah. <laughs> 11 minutes of ground control. What are the judges looking at? Oh, bro, I'll be your eyes. I saw, and I can't see how he could win. How he didn't win, you mean? Sorry, how he didn't win. Yeah, yeah, he was all over. Yeah, he, he control. He, I know he got kicked for the first few rounds, but those last rounds, what they call the championship rounds, he was all over him. Old mate wouldn't even get up off the ground. He was just stuck to the ground. Mm. That's it, Jake. He was absolutely stuck. I don't know how he didn't get up, mm. but uh, how he... How he did not win that fight. Um, and he was pretty annoyed after the fight, and so he should be. Even Blakovich knew he'd lost, you know? Yeah. That's I, I just don't know, but I think Dana White needs to get rid of those judges. It's uh, happened a few times this year, but um, yeah, there was 10 knockouts and 10 finishes in a row. Um, everyone got a bonus on the UFC um, that got a finish yesterday. So, yeah, great card. Um, won a few bets on Paddy the Batty, obviously. And, um, yeah, so that was good. And um, another good bet, and everyone was talking about it on Friday, was two games to go to penalty in the World Cup, eight bucks fifty. First two games, penalties. Mm, nice. That boosted odds. There you go. But can this World Cup get? Can the World Cup get any more crazier? Like Morocco, how do they get through to the semi-final? I know. Morocco. I know. It's a great story, though. Uh, Croatia. Well, that's a bit more understandable because they were in the last World Cup final, but Morocco's came from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, this is what I hope, Steffi. I hope it's a France Argentina final, and I want to see Lionel Messi get up for one last World Cup. 
because not being mean, you know, Ronaldo, he's he, he's he's been he's been too cocky now, you know, and he's mucking it up for himself. And yeah, he deserves to not get picked for um for um uh, Portugal anymore. He's just he's he's he needs to retire quickly. He's he, you know he's going to go to Saudi Arabia, and that's going to make it even more worse because he's it just looks like he wants more money. So I want Lionel Messi to win the World Cup and go out on a bang. That's what I want. I'm with you too, Zade. You're an encyclopedia of information, mate. We've got a full board of calls. We've got to get an ad break yeah, away. We'll hear from you okay, later on in the week. Good good man, buddy. Quick break. We'll be back with Ed. The Noons with Staffy on SENZ. It is a big kia ora to Ed. G'day, Ed. Oh, not me more to my brother. Kia ora, Ed. Hey, um, yeah, I was back in England and the people World Cup, me. Why? Why not? They're pretty good. <laughs> Why not? EPL? Why not the Netherlands? Well, no. Well, that was my pick, England, and they just got they out. So I'm going with Argentina now, bro. Thank you. I need you to get them Later. up for me. <laughs> Later, bro. <laughs> See you, boy. There is Ed from Tolaga Bay. We've got time for Tim from Christchurch. G'day, Tim. How are you, Stevie? Good, thanks, Tim. Compliments to you and the team. Thank you. Obviously, you know what I mean? A uh, couple of things. So, yeah, the Moroccan team, everyone's writing them off, but it's, to me, it's got shades of when Greece won the uh, the Euros. You know, they didn't score many goals, but they didn't have many scored against them. And I think I heard the other day that, like, Morocco have gone nine games with clean sheets in every game. So, I mean, like, any team that can do that, especially with the teams that they've played, they haven't played any mugs. They've played the best in the, in the world, the likes of, you know, Spain and Belgium and what have you. So for them to do what they're doing is phenomenal. But um, what I did want to touch on is, uh, I know you're going to talk to Glenn Ashby soon, and uh, like I love the America's Cup, and I just I find it devastating that they've taken that offshore. And uh, rather than, you know, like they've used the government money to get that cup and to defend it in New Zealand, and half the reason that, you know, that you do that is because you've got home ground advantage. So to take it offshore... And as far away as they have, it's pretty heartbreaking for any fan in New Zealand. And then they, um, it's great that they've got the speed record in Australia, but why can't they use that money to invest in, you know, all the infrastructure that's been, you know, that's been supporting them in Auckland? And why can't they use that money that they've spent getting a land speed record to help fund holding it in New Zealand? That's a really good point, actually, and it's probably it's one that Glenn Ashby wouldn't be able to answer. It's probably for Dalts, um, Grant Dalton, and I do I do remember him saying that if it was going to be in New Zealand, the level of financial commitment they just would have lost it. They they needed so much more money for technology, and I'm talking two or three times more. And offshore came up with the money. So he, if if you believe him, and I have no reason not to, he said. We have it in New Zealand and we don't win it. We have it offshore and we do win it. And his role is yeah, to they, win it. Yeah, I understand that. But they, you know, they threw the ball out last time. As they said, they threw the ball out design-wise and they came up with something far better than anybody else on a limited budget then against a team that had an unlimited budget and they still want it here. So mm. where's the loyalty to the fans and to the government and to everybody that supported them? And bought, you know, back in the days when everyone was buying red socks to support that team. Yep. And now they're going to take it off offshore. It's it's pretty heartbreaking. It is, yeah, because I, I actually worked on the last America's Cup. It's a fantastic event. But um, yeah, good points, Tim. I appreciate your call as always, bud. 
Cheers, boys. There he is, Tim out of take new sport and weather. Come back with your calls if you want to join in. 0800 150 Oh, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah. Uh, all of the calls that we've had in that first half hour and in the upcoming half hour will go into the draw. For the Ava Living Caller of the Month, if you are it, if you are that person, you can win the Charmate Colt 48 Smoker and Barbecue. Go and have a Google of that, because it is a weapon of cookage. So the lines are open, 0800 150 and that Ava Living Caller of the Month goes all shows, all across 24 hours. So, um, but... We have Midday Madness for the callers and we've had winners here before. So don't be afraid to give us a call over 100 811. We're asking you about the affinity with um, or the obsession. Is that a strong word? With the England football team. And, and I was just thinking about it myself and someone texted in here. Uh, hit this one. Uh, remember, I remember big league soccer in the 80s. Midday on Sundays and that's all we had. Yeah, I was the same. And I think that's what connected me to the English game. But, you know, you look at the England side now, um, well, it's the same as football right around the world. And someone said it's the it's the generation and the internationalness of all leagues around the world, isn't it? That you have English players playing in Europe, playing in the States, playing all over the place. New Zealand, look at the All Whites team, for example. Bigger all play in New Zealand now. They're all over the world, and that's the changing face of international sport. But there's still this little link with England. And I'll be honest, I, I probably feel like when we go into this, I had my own personal, I had a little bit of a link to England and a bit of a link to Australia because Oceania, they're our cousins across the water, and they'd made the World Cup. So you sort of, me, I hitched my World Cup trailer to those two teams not not with too much passion, but um, I was so delighted when Australia made it through. Um, and then England, and I was watching that game yesterday and I was hoping that second penalty went in, partly because I wanted extra time and all of that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I was heartbroken for them. And I think it's because, what is it, 66 the last time they won the World Cup? And they're such a football nation. That'd be like the All Blacks having never won the Rugby World Cup. It must be so hard for their fans. But anyway, give us a yelp, 0800 We'll talk to Graham, and I'm going to guess he's in, it's Monday. I'll go Masterton. G'day, Graham. Why no matter? Oh, you're there again, boy. Are you living there now? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just uh, around about this time of uh, every Monday I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 but just by chance. Um, no, just here, the, the English soccer thing, mate. Whether for Waikato or looking good. Oh, sorry, carry oh. on. That's okay. Um, I've been a Switch Count supporter all my life, and they went from first division, the you know, Premier, to second division, to third division, which is what League One now. But they're on top of League One, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, but um, the the passion for it, mm, could you compare it with Kiwis for the All Blacks? I don't think so. Um, the English are so passionate. I remember seeing TV programs where West Ham or Man United supporters, they've got wallpaper with Man United. Their big covers Man United. Yeah. They drink out of a Man United cup. You know, it's just, it's very, very different there, but they just live, eat, and bubble at it. So, um, 
Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I was looking in the stands amazing. yesterday and there'd be like, I, I particularly remember one shot and there was four or five guys who would have been minimum 65 years of age and they were down 2-1 and the looks on their face was just like, are we ever going to witness a World Cup uh, win? I just felt so sorry for those guys because they look like the kind of roosters that travel to all the World Cups to go and support their team and they've been foiled yeah. again. Absolutely, absolutely, mate. Yeah, for sure. Hey, and I just wanted to say, mate, just I love this SENZ family. Thank God for SENZ Radio. Um, it's awesome. And um, people like Zaid, they mm. amaze me. Like he said, I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. I know he won. Just he amazes me with his, his knowledge of sport, mate. It's just amazing. But um, I love all the callers. I'd love to be able to have a national get together of all the SENZ callers, you know, and. And uh, and just have a get together and put faces to names. You know, Graham from formerly from from Northland, now of now of um, Marlborough. Yeah, etc. etc. Dean from Dunedin and all those boys. I'd love to get together, mate. Of I know geographically, you know, you cover from Invercargill to uh, to uh, to Tarifa country, but um, you know, even Ed before, you know, it'd be hard case to get together, man. They'd be such a great group of people. Hey mate, I know you quite well and I've met Ed a couple of times. You too, you would go good. I could just sit back yeah. and listen to you two banter. Two great humans. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right mate. We've got some fantastic listeners and callers and um, I agree. It's 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 a cool community we've built. Yeah, exactly. And I'd listen to you all day, every day if I could mate, but you know, I've got to do a bit of work in between times unfortunately. But um, so. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Always good, bud. Thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. See ya. See you, boy. I just had a uh, text uh, from uh, PJ saying, Zaid, your contribution to this station I love. You made me interested in UFC, and I love your passion for all sports. Merry Christmas to you from PJ. There you go, Zaid. Let's go to Wellington and talk to Scott. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph. How you going? Good, thanks, Scott. Um, yeah, I think uh, quite a few people have hit the uh, the right spot with it. Um, obviously, um, you know, you, you might have a family connection, which which I do. My dad's from the UK, and and obviously, um, you know, being being brought up uh, with him, he obviously, um, you know, got got you into watching the England team. And um, yeah, a, a lot of New Zealanders obviously connect with a, a football team over there as well. And and obviously that you know they're not normally playing. Um, you know, obviously it's normally at the end of the, the season, but um, this is obviously a little bit different. But obviously at the end of the season, they've finished playing. So, um, you know, you, you kind of through your team connect back to the to the English team because you might have one or two of your club players playing for the team. Um, and obviously, yeah, unfortunately, it, it would be great with the, if the Oites were there to, to cheer on as well. But, um, you know, we've, we've only had that twice. So you do end up, um, I think, um, going with uh, with that, with the connection with the club team as well. Mm, yeah, I, I think you're bang on, Scott. Uh, I think you're bang on. And I'm, I'm reliably informed that New Zealand's a really good chance to make the next World Cup because they're expanding it. Yep. Yeah. No, they're going to uh, to 48, and and obviously Oceania gets a gets a place, which is you know it's it's good in one way, but it's yeah you kind of don't want to dilute it at the same time. I mean, 30, 32 is a great number. Yeah. Um, you chuck in 48, and you know it's not saying you'll get heavy one-sided games um, more often, but. You know, you, you still want that close competitive um, game each time. Yeah, you do. You do, Scott. Uh, thanks for calling, buddy. Always enjoy talking to you too, mate. No worries. If I don't talk to you, have a great Christmas and, and Sam as well. 
Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, Donald and Brett after the break. Effie on SENZ. Uh, back to the lines we go. Just before we do that, um, <clears throat> Graham of Wainui, that gave a shout-out to Graham of Marlborough, formerly in Northland. He's getting one back via text saying, hey, staff, cheers to Graham and have a happy and safe Christmas and New Year, everybody, uh, from Graham, uh, formerly in Northland. He's going to call us later in the week. Look forward to that. Graham, we go to the phones. Donald from Christchurch. G'day, Donald. Steffi, how you doing, mate? Good, uh, good Donald. Merry Christmas Eve for the year and all the rest of the team and great show. Thanks, buddy. Hey, um, as far as the England team goes, I do support them because, um, like you, I used to get that on the Sunday afternoon, 12 o'clock, and yeah. watching the England, England teams play. But, uh, yeah, that's where I, my loyalty lies. But um, I did support Australia as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you sort of had to. That's sort of... They're nearly us when it comes to the Football World Cup. If we're not there, they're the next best thing, I reckon. Yeah, we're next-door neighbour. you got to support them, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, before I go, um, why did the hedgehog cross the road? Oh, jeepers. Uh, why did the hedgehog cross the road? Oh, did he have a death wish or something? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, to see his flatmate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Donald, you champion. Thank you, mate. Right, mate. You have a good one. See ya. Good on you, buddy. Uh, always good for a giggle. Uh, we're going to a champion of Huntley now. Brett, g'day, buddy. G'day, buddy. I love an Iron Man. Mike Ray loves to call them. <laughs> Did you compete in Topor this weekend? No, uh, I raced in Napier the week before. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I managed to dodge the rain, but Napier was windy man and from all accounts Topol was pretty shocking uh, weather wise it was rainy and oh man if you're out there all day once that sun sets in Topol everything just gets cold so if you've been wet for 15 hours already it's it's a big magnifying glass to carry around until you get to to Mike Riley which is um, why I called um, people outside the sport they I was talking to a fellow at work today and, and he saw the news um, and Mike Riley was on there, and he asked me about it, and I was like, yeah, man, he's called me in three times at I'm in, and that, the last K of the marathon when everything is everything packed up three hours ago yeah. was to do with your body, um, yeah, you think about him calling you in. Yeah. He's, he's a big deal to us, huge deal. That's awesome, eh? You don't... Yeah, and uh, my... My very first one, I, I thought about that for my last K, that shit, Mike Riley's going to call me an Ironman scene. <laughs> That's awesome, eh? That's awesome. One, que- one, one thing I've always thought about Ironman, like we celebrate the winners and the category winners and all of that, and um, let's say the winner goes around in nine hours. You've got people taking 15 hours. And so they're at peak heart rate for 15 hours versus peak heart rate for, for nine hours. And I think about the same with the marathoners that take five and a half versus two and a half. And I applaud them almost more than the winners, Brett. I had uh, I had a yarn for Terenzo Bazzoni after after one and um, I had done all right. I had done fourteen under fourteen, and he but he said flat out, if it took me that long to do it, I'd never do it. 
Yeah, and and I think that's fair, eh? It's a, like you're you're at it for fourteen hours. Just think about that, people out there. That Brett from Huntley's, he's out there racing for fourteen hours. I couldn't walk for fourteen hours. And a lot of it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. Mate. A lot of it sucks. There's some there's peaks and troughs throughout the day. Mm. Um, but um. I spoke to a mate who was a super rugby player, and I told him when we get to that finish shoot, that is us running out of the running out the tunnel to a packed stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done I haven't done that, but I picture it being exactly the same. That's how buzzy it is uh, for us. What do you, Brett? What do you? Th- I was thinking about this last night. Like I know, in, on the start line, you get in the water and away you go, and you're all about the pace, and then you do your transition and you get on the bike and you get in. What do you think about for 14 hours? Is there any times you're sort of thinking about? Oh, I wonder where we'll go for holidays. Is there time to just let your mind drift? Uh yeah, the 180 k's is a long way to to bike, um, and then the kids can get pretty lonely on that road out to Ripuru. Um but yeah, a lot of it is um, just uh, what's the, what's my cadence, what's my pedal cadence, uh, and I make sure I'm not overpowering the bike. Um, because uh, a big problem is you get out of the water and you've had a refreshing swim. Um, all of a sudden, you come, you get out of the water, and the crowd is four deep mm. cheering for you, and you just. You're Joe Bloggs and you feel like an absolute rock star riding out of Topol and you've never been fitter in your life. And then uh, you get four hours into that bike and the the wheels uh, fall off (laughs) if you go too hard. And it just makes that marathon so bloody hard at the back end of it. Yeah, it's just pacing and just, um, yeah, keeping an eye on stuff, eating, eating all the time, drinking all the time. Um, So, yeah, the... The marathon isn't too painful because mm. it's going to hurt. <laughs> no gonna matter hurt. what happens, it's going to hurt. Mate, I admire. So I, that's what I, I think in the start. Yeah. And the water is just, I've had better life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I admire men and women like you, Brett. You, you're inspirational and you're a good listener, a good caller too. Buddy, I appreciate you calling up today. Well done on everything you've achieved. Much love to Mike Riley. Thank you, Brett. Cheers, boy. Brett from Huntley. We'll come back after this.